What is it? It's, it's like the stuff they put in pumpkin pie. It's not actually pumpkin stuff. It's just it's cinnamon. It's cinnamon and what else? Nutmeg. Nutmeg. Yeah. Pumpkins. We crack really? the code. They Maybe. Really crack pumpkins in there? Uh, pumpkin flavor. Dried pumpkin. Mm. I don't know. I don't pumpkin. All right. So today we're with Michaela Gatto, who happens to be a pro mountain biker, artist, social media personality, and happens to be semi-related to me. Right, Michaela? Uh, yes. So yes. I was married, my first husband, I think. Was it first? Yes. Was Michaela's cousin. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. So I've known Michaela for a long, long time. What, what are you laughing at? I, I just, I can't I believe that she, she smiled and, and agreed with that. That was Oh like, my God. I also want to be It's not often, I mean, I that we get, we get people here saying, yeah, no, I'm totally her family. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I want to be clear. I, I had many jokes lined up for that one, but yeah. I got an email from her beforehand saying, stop talking about my personal stuff. So <laughs> oh, well, I, as much as I want to get into <laughs> it, don't name she names. already threatened me ahead of time. So a I, little bit. Was that, I, was that a lawyer? Because I got the legal one. Yeah, I sorry about that. I got the cease and desist. Stop it. I've had enough people talking about my personal life, but my daughter's here today too, who happens to be Michaela's cousin, you know, or first, like second, remo- Quinn's cousin once uh, you know, first cousin once removed. Anyways, very um, proud of Quinn. I'm, I'm proud to be blood related to that fine young lady. Right? She's funny. Yeah, she's great and artistic, and she's wearing a fur. funnier than me. And she's wearing a fur girls shirt. So yeah, she we're wears. total girls. we're total fan girls today wearing our fur girls. Uh, Love shirts. it. What, what's fur girls? Fur girls is Michaela's. Uh, company she's there you go video yeah it yeah. started off as like a parody music video for a video contest and then it ended up winning and i think it was just a right place right time sort of scenario the me too movement was just taking off and it's all about kind of telling the boys to take a seat and it's time for the women to shine in the mountain bike industry and yeah it uh, sort of developed into this Sit whole down, movement yeah this <laughs> entire movement that is still going on we're still talking about it like four years later so like furtagirls.com is that where you can find it um no so furtagirls is actually through ift yeah we're right in with the shameless plugs they're the yeah, ones who produced it we did, we did forget to mention our sponsor is backcountry brewing uh, it's a great place we've gotten uh, quite a bit of beverages from them today do you prefer a fashion victim or assembly challenged it's a sour it's a tangerine sour it's super super good right. mm. look at the can the can's so cute I got a fuzzy peach sour I think I just like the peach right. emoji so. so good so Michaela like Okay, so your big thing, obviously, is you're a mountain biker, you're a pro mountain biker. I remember, okay, so I kind of feel like I have, like, a huge hand in your development of your mountain biking career, because... That's cute. <laughs> That's cute. Because That's cute. I remember when you were about, I don't know, okay, 11 years old, and I know Trevor, your brother, was super, super into mountain biking, yeah. right? And yeah. he was really good, actually, wasn't yeah. he? But, you know, Michaela Gatto has to be better than Trevor. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I remember one Christmas Eve, um, you both, you got your, like, I don't know if it was your first mountain Probably. bike. Probably. Yeah. 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 And, like, it, it was, like, the last gift that got wheeled out. And it was, like, this big, like, 
um, you know, a huge thing and it was amazing and you were so happy and I was there for that. So I feel like that yeah. was the start of your career. So like, I it literally like was the, that's actually when, the, when it all began. It is. Right? Yeah. That's when it happened, yeah. Right? Yeah. Actually, my dad actually just sent me uh, a picture of a picture because digital wasn't a thing back then of that moment in the front hall at my grandma's house yeah. on Christmas Eve getting our bikes. Yeah. Trevor got one too but yeah. no one cared. <laughs> They're like, yeah, Trevor, Trevor got, got one too. too. But Caleb finally got her bike. Yeah, because so, my brother yeah. had a couple before me and I was just trying to keep up on like a little white beach cruiser with like springy seat and I was like taking it off of jumps and stuff because like, I mean, historically my brother is a lot more uh, reserved than I am so like growing up if there was anything sketchy, my brother would come up with the idea of it, but then make me do it first. Um, so yeah, when I finally got my Stunt own bike, double. yeah, when I finally got my own bike, it was game over. He was he broke his leg eventually, and then I got better than him, and then he stopped riding. So. He's like, forget that's, it, I'm done. That's, I'm shamelessly saying probably, that. Probably, I mean, would you probably never remind him that out of any at any family? Oh no, I definitely yeah. do. I definitely. <laughs> Yeah, because he's better at me uh, than everything at everything else. Drawing pictures and riding bicycles are like the two things I have. Maybe take him down a step from being the absolute golden child. So I make sure to remind him of that every time. There's every time in his face. Yeah. yeah, sibling rivalries. I mean, it's healthy. It's good. That's another thing too. I remember you sitting at Grandma Gatto's house and yeah. doing art all yeah. the time. And I feel like that's a huge thing in your family. As like Quinn is very. Yeah. She's a you know she's an artist too, and that's not my side of the family at all. Yeah, it's cool. It's the genes. The Gatto genes are strong. Like our grandparents, like Astrid, Sean's mom, and my dad, and they all have this like crazy artistic talent and ability. And I'm I feel super grateful to have that gene passed on to me. And like it's cool to see it even go even further and get passed on to Quinn. And I hope we have artists kind of spreading out in the the gene pool for yeah years to come. Pretty rad. You know, for those of us who may not know, where'd you grow up? Where, where did it all start? So I grew up on the North Shore. I say North Shore because West Van, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Eagle, you know. Eagle Harbor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Eagle Harbor. West Van wasn't rich. But yeah, I grew up on the North Shore, went to school on the North Shore. It's, it's yeah, I feel super grateful to have grown up in such an amazing, beautiful place that supports outdoor sports and everything. Um, definitely gave me a lot of opportunity to get outside as a kid. It was kind of just like a natural progression right in the mecca of the mountain biking scene yeah the, it was almost like the revolution of mountain biking was happening as i was getting into it and i've watched the sport go from this like question mark alternative weird extreme thing that a few people did to this like we're in squamish right now and it's like mainstream like every family seems to have a mountain bike and being able to watch that develop and grow up in that that mecca is was like so cool. So yeah, we were talking about that the other day about how since we you were coming on the guest and how you must have been here during the during the the, the uprising the, the uprising of the mountain bike. <laughs> I mean Whistler used to be just winter. Now it's totally. it's a 365 resort. There's no slow periods because it's always something going on. Yeah. Uh, I mean now it's a lot of the mountain biking is now in the Olympics, right? Yep. So yep. it's downhill's just, it's just kind of the only huge. one that's not. Yeah, downhill and slope style. Yeah, no, it's insane. And um I think my first Whistler bike park pass was like 2003. I'm going to burp. Sorry. <laughs> Hashtag backcountry. <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> I think it was like 2003, and I don't know how much the bike park was functioning before that, but that was like 
pretty close to one of the first years, the, I think. Yeah, I mean, the, the North Shore Trails themselves are, I mean, they are renowned. And I mean, you know, you compare the, the two, whether it's Squamish to to the North Shore. The North Shore, you know, I rode at one point in time and, and, and you know, three kids and the, everything kind of slows down a little bit. <laughs> uh, but the North Shore is just... It's just to a different level there, you know. Like it's it's like here in Squamish, you have all these trails and these networks, and and it's huge. It is a very large, vast trail network here. Shout out to to Sorka and all those people who keep the those trails uh, up kept and running. Uh, but the North Shore is it has always been, and 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 again, you would have been right in the middle of it. So maybe speak to just what changed from when you first started on the North Shore to kind of where it is now. Like it's, it's, it's huge up there. I mean, man, to be honest, like the most growth I've seen in trail networks is actually more Squamish and Whistler. But the North Shore definitely was renowned for being like the ladder bridges, the skinnies, the jank gnar that doesn't have much flow. And ironically, those, I mean, not so surprisingly, those are like the specific skills that I excel at. They're completely useless in most places of the world. <laughs> like being able to ride a teeter-totter 10 feet in the air isn't like that cool anymore. Although we're trying to bring it back. We're trying to bring back the skinnies. But That's cool. yeah. yeah, I think the one thing that was cool about the shore that's developed is that since it is located in the city, there has been a lot of effort to make the trails more accessible for the beginner and intermediate riders. So it's actually become less gnar, I would say, but more inclusive, which is really cool. And then Squamish, I would say, has a good little array of like all levels of trail. And then Whistler and Pemberton's got some real gnarly stuff. So when you're training, where do you go? Training. What's that? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Practice? Um, You're talking about practice? Well, practice? uh, So I was in Squamish for the last couple of years so my main training grounds were here and then I just moved back to the shore so I'm I'm finding my footing again but really when you're training kind of every day it's like you don't stray too far but yeah I would say here being Squamish or the shore would be my two main training training grounds Whistler Bike Park for jumping as well and then uh, yeah there's so many amazing places on the island and in BC that like I try and bounce between but uh for like shoulder season which we are in right now right before the snow comes it's already at the tops of the mountains you're kind of limited to like Sunshine Coast and the North Shore it's kind of snowy everywhere else. And then that's else. even the Sunshine Coast is another place that's really mountain biking's really taken off totally. over there too as well. If you're talking about just growth of trail network totally. over there, uh, just shout out to them. So we kind of go back to, and it's going to become a recurring theme because we've now had a couple really strong, independent, assertive, you know, female athletes. What in, do you mean? In here, in here. Are you calling me assertive? Yeah. <laughs> in in, in here, you here talking with it's us. It's called knowing what no, I'm doing. I, I get it. I, I get it. But, you know, this is kind of in a real good year for I see ladies. A, I see your tail between your legs. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely there. I'm, I'm afraid. Get him, I'm afraid right now. But this year uh, has been, you know, from a sports perspective yeah. for women, it's just, it, I just feel like this year has kind of been a coming out party. Insane. For, the, for, for sure. our female athletes. For sure. And, uh, you know, whether it's the soccer, whether it's the hockey, you know. Yeah. Um, we had Jamie Horth-Wessels in here who is uh, 
pound for pound one of Canada's, uh, well, the top ranked Canadian female fighter wow. in, in the country. Amazing. I uh, can't get a fight right now. But it, anyways. Friar's going to fight her, though. No, I'm not going to fight her. <laughs> I'd pay to I'm watch afraid, that. I'd, I'd afraid pay. of Michaela. I mean, I wrestled in high school, so. But uh, could I kind of ask maybe the same question that we maybe asked some of the others is kind of when did it, when did it click for you? When it was like, okay, like I'm really good at this and there's an avenue to explore Oh, maybe it wasn't at a professional level at that time Yeah, where it clicked and you were like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Well, there is a big difference between this is what I want to do and I think I can actually make a living doing this. This is what I really want to do happened when I was probably 12 years old, following my brother around like we were talking about at Christmas, getting my first mountain bike, doing my first mountain bike races. At the time, there were not very many girls, especially girls my age doing it. So naturally, I won a lot, which felt great until I went onto the world stage. And then I got my ass handed to me a few times and I realized that I was going to have to work a hell of a lot harder (laughs) to win. So that's when I realized that it was something I was good at. It was something I really enjoyed doing. Before that, I kind of wanted to be an Olympic sailor and I grew up sailing, but the mountain biking definitely took a quick replacement of the sailing once things got going. As far as making a living, that only happened like four years ago. (laughs) So I have this thing where like I cannot do stuff that I am not interested in or passionate about. I have ADHD and I think that's probably part of it. So I'd been busting my ass working four jobs just to pay for my mountain biking because it was the the one thing that I was super passionate about but it was never really like a plausible like lucrative income until actually Fur to Girls and after Fur to Girls happened in 2017 was when things really took off and I was like oh wow you mean I don't have to work in a bakery and at Lululemon and teach spin and do all these other things like I can just ride my bike that's rad yeah so that's when that happened it was so a big gap, just, big just gap. Grinding, <laughs> just grinding and grinding and grinding and yeah. grinding for years and years and years. Yeah, like I think I did the math and it was almost 15 years of training and racing and working multiple jobs and begging my parents to take me to races uh, before I actually saw, you know, a monetary value to what I was doing. Lots so, of highs. Lots of lows. Lots of highs, lots of lows, like yeah. peaks and valleys, a lot of for that. For sure. Again, here on the show, we like to kind of talk to the to the mental side of things, right? For sure. Like, this is, you know, where are you at, buds? Like, yeah. where were you at, buds, when you're on that, when you're on that ride? Like, yeah. those peaks and valleys, where were you at? Yeah, I mean, it's a hard, it's a hard thing. Like, uh, the way business goes, and I've learned a lot over the years with sponsorships and how business works. As an athlete, you are a brand, you are a product, uh, you provide a service for a company. And if you are not meeting expectations or fitting into their marketing plan, you get cut. And that's hard. That's super hard. There was a couple seasons where I didn't perform as well as I was hoping. I had some bad crashes and, you know, the emails stopped trickling in and it's harder and harder to get, you know, product at that time because I wasn't getting paid. It's hard not to take it personally. Like I definitely had a lot of moments where it felt personal and it was like, yeah, it was really hard. And then when I stopped racing, I decided to stop racing in 20, end of 2014. That was super hard as well. It was like a identity crisis because all I'd been working towards since I was a kid was 
and and my whole kind of armor and confidence going into a room was I'm a professional downhill mountain biker. And that was my sort of like, Badass. yeah, not scare tactic, but it was definitely helps me like as an insecure teenage girl, you know, I was bullied like and everything like everyone. And having that title was sort of my one up on, I felt so, Michaela, on everyone. So, like nine years as a top 10 rider, yeah. right? On the world cup circuit. Yeah. Right. And Long then, time. So from that, did you transition to freestyle? Um, So I actually crashed really badly in 2014, and I had a really, really bad concussion. I kind of destroyed my hip, separated my shoulder, tore my shoulder, and but the concussion was the big one that essentially ended my racing career. So it was less of a choice and more of a, you know, if you want to have a brain you should probably stop (laughs) Um, and that's where like the whole identity crisis came in and that was like probably the lowest point in my life but it also allowed me time and space to like think about what other things really mattered to me like my art and it also made me realize that people like me for who I am and not just for my title and I was like wow people actually still like me and want to be around me and I'm so getting jobs and like be the advice to cool? give to up-and-comers saying like if you want to get into this you know what's the proper mindset that they need to have like especially the young girls coming up like what would be that sage advice you'd give them well if we're going to get into that I would say know your morals and know what like you feel comfortable with and stick to them respect yourself like you only you know others respect you as much as you respect yourself so make sure you know it's hard to say no sometimes but if it really doesn't fit with you know what feels right in your heart don't do it because you're not going to enjoy yourself also yeah don't take things too personally it's a pretty cutthroat industry business is business business is business numbers are numbers and just because you don't fit into one brand's vision doesn't mean you're not going to be like the perfect fit for another so it's that added pressure from the sponsorship side because not only you're concentrating on being the best writer and doing the best you can competitively, but then mm. they want you to do better so they can sell their product. Yeah. The more exposure you get, the better their product gets. Totally. So there's just more pressure and more pressure and more pressure. So it's, it's one of those things where it would, when I think when people think about becoming professionals, they don't realize like, yeah, it'll be great. I'll get sponsors. I'll get money. I'll get this. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, totally. Then- yeah. Deliverables and everything. And I think like that's where the like respect and the morals and everything like doing what feels good and right over just free product or like a paycheck or something comes in because it's like, you know, sponsors do put pressure on you and you put pressure on yourself. And if you don't have a good relationship with your sponsors, it's going to make it seem a lot more like a job and a lot less like a career. And I have an amazing relationship with all my sponsors right now. I've never been happier and I'm not paid to say that. (laughs) But yeah, I truly, truly am so happy with everyone I'm working with. And it really does like it can get to a point where you feel like a family and you feel like you're important to them uh, on a personal and business level and your voice is listened to. So definitely keep those things in mind when you're like trying to carve out your career in this industry because perfect fits do exist and I think there's a lot to be said about that. You talked a little bit about your mental state was where that whole life change came in but there's a quote that that you use and some of the stuff that I'm seeing from your social media stuff is sometimes you have to create the things you want to be a part of. I love that, by the way. And yeah. It's, and it's quite amazing. honestly, that I do too. with me I do too. hard. Yeah, and, right? I, and yeah. I love it and I, I think that's 
your headspace, what you're talking about right there. And you're not only great advice for those athletes trying to do the same thing, maybe follow in your footsteps, male or female. Totally. Um, but like just what you're doing now and where your headspace is now. Yeah. That smile on your face. You're, you're, <laughs> you're ripping me in half, which is great because usually it's usually Marcus and Evelyn that are doing that to me. <laughs> just maybe speak a little bit to, to some of your artwork stuff. Like you said, you have one up on your brother. <laughs> you got the you got the artwork stuff too as well. So maybe yeah. speak to that a little bit. Well, yeah, I guess going with the trajectory of my career, uh, taking a year off in 2015 to reassess, my art was definitely something that was taking a backseat. I did manage to go to university for graphic design and illustration while I was racing World Cups. Um, so that that was interesting. I would do like stair sprints and stuff on my lunch break and then go back into life drawing. And for those who don't know what life drawing is, it's drawing naked people. So that was... Briar's like, how can I sign up for this course? There's a lot of interesting moments in art school. Um, a lot to draw. <laughs> Not for you. Oh my God. You wouldn't be the model. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You'd actually maybe be fun. Thank you got God. some, you know? Yeah. Sorry, I need a. <laughs> I need a drink um, now. That's yeah, moment. You need a drink? Yeah. Our sober producer needs a drink <laughs> now. After that Just thought. Just picturing Friars posing in front of I'm people. Sorry. Yeah. Canvases. I oh, mean, thank you. Here we are. Oh. I, I could go down a wormhole with stories about life drawing, but. No, the art to me has always been like a huge part of my life. And I think it's ironic, like looking back on it, I really don't think racing was what I was meant to do. There's not much art or creativity in racing a bike. It's a lot more, I would say, benefits more to be like a type A linear structured for the training and the nutrition and the the course walking and the visualizations and the sports psychology that it takes to be a good racer is like super tough and super not my personality. <laughs> so yeah, when I quit racing, I was like, okay, so how can I incorporate this creative side, this art side of who I am into this? Because I feel like I've just ignored it for decades and yeah, and that's where the content creation and storytelling and parody music videos <laughs> and stuff like that kind of came into play. It took a couple of years to get to a point where I'm still, I still feel like I'm trying to find ways of incorporating my art and creativity into my content, like into the videos I make and the storytelling I do. So if you have any suggestions, oh, don't just even let me know. Him. Don't um, even ask see, I thought I thought the, the, the one that... It, that you actually sent through today. Humble? I thought it, the, the, just the, the short clip oh. with the, the kind of illustrated both your riding oh. and, oh, and your where artwork. where I ride through the artwork. Yeah, inter, I just, intersection. I thought that, intersection. I, yeah. I thought that was yeah. absolutely wonderful. Cool, I Thank mean, you. whether it was the visualizations of the, and the color as you're coming down in, in the mountain, whether it was the, the videography, whether it was just the splashes of color and what seemed like some monotone backdrop of, of a forest. Yeah. You know what I mean? Color's um, a big thing for you, hey? Like, yeah. you see your life in... Yeah. Yeah. HD. Yeah. <laughs> I um, know. My friends think I'm crazy because I'll be like, oh man, that white has a lot of pink in it. And they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like the wall behind that? you has a lot of blue. And it's like, okay, okay. But I don't need to do drugs because I have my You see the brain. tracers on the wall? <laughs> okay. So word on the street and like my word on the street, I mean, my mom told me that um, you would finished a mural. In Squamish. I did. I did. It's actually across the street from Backcountry Brewing. Shameless um, plug. <laughs> yeah, shameless plug. You're welcome, by the way. Yeah, and it is five feet by ten feet, and it's a bear, 
and then it's got Diamond Head and the Chief on either side of it. And that was like a power project because I had to paint it in like six days instead of like a month. Wow. But I'm really stoked on how it came out. I would say it's the piece I'm most proud of to date. I think that one, just the color palette was a bit different than I'm used to. And yeah, super happy with how, how it came out. And I hadn't painted in a long time. So it's it's nice, despite the creativity that I get now in my career. Nothing compares to actually just taking a brush to wood, <laughs> in my case. <laughs> I don't really paint on canvases. So right across the street from backcountry. Yeah. But I think it's like behind Comensal or like it's like the... It's in, stock it. Yeah, it's like in the specialized building, the new or like <laughs> store or something. Quinn knows where Quinn's it is. Quinn's shaking her head. Yep, she's yep. in the stock it. Yeah, it's right in there. Just walk around that area. It's like across from Backcountry and across from Ford. Mm-hmm. It's like in that complex. Another thing you said, too, that really resonated, another quote was, um, I think it was actually in the intersection video, too, was saying that you like... Just being happy, absolutely happy with where you are right now is huge, right? Yeah. And so if you can actually do that in your life and with what you're doing in your career, and if you can actually be happy in the present moment, like, that's huge. Yeah, it's huge. I struggle with it. Not going to lie. <laughs> I think we all struggle with that. Yeah. Um, it's so easy, especially as an entrepreneur, it's so easy to be constantly worrying about the future. Yeah and thinking about what you should be doing better and how to do things better that you almost have to literally sit down and like think about what you've done to this point and just like take a moment to just be grateful because it's easy to like lose sight of your progress and how far you've come when you're constantly thinking about how far you have to go and yeah that's something I try and practice there's been a couple there's been a couple moments where like I was on all the GoPro marketing stuff like for the GoPro 8 or 9 or something and that was a moment where I like pulled out the box and I like look and I'm on the box and it was like a whoa like I've come this far <laughs> like this is cool and like yeah. I just like yeah. sat in that moment and I like <laughs> was just so I like kept the box and like yeah. <laughs> it was definitely like sign a, it put yeah. it on your own wall yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely like a moment of like like a childhood dream come true kind of moment it's like you make it onto the Wheaties box kind yeah. of thing yeah. And it was just like a wow. Okay. It's like okay. Fire. He I've done signs good. his own sticks and puts them up on the wall, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I did just okay. Not much of my own ter- <laughs> not much of my own paraphernalia here, Look but that's me. okay. Yeah. That guy looks just yeah. like you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't even know. I'm not a hockey. I, do not I don't look know. Like Paul Blart, the mole cop. Oh yeah. no way. Paul Blart is not on the. <laughs> Paul Blart is not on my wall yet. Yeah, I might have to um, pick up one of those signed autographs in Vegas the next time I'm there or something. They always have. They're gonna be asking things. you for your autograph. Oh, speaking of which, Quinn said that she was out on a walk with you not maybe last year. Yeah, yeah and two years ago, so, <laughs> she's like, "Oh my god, mom!" So someone came up to you and was like, "Oh my god, are you Michaela Gatto?" <laughs> Quinn couldn't believe that was real life. Like, ah. Yeah, I think so. It happened to me the other day in Whistler too. I was See? I was like walking through so Whistler Village good. and this woman came up to me and she's like, "Oh, we just like my sons. Can we get a photo and all this stuff?" And I was with like a couple of my friends and like a couple of the younger mountain bike girls. And then as I'm walking away, of course, the like 16-year-old girls that I'm friends with, like mountain bikers were just like, "Can we get an autograph?" And I'm like, "Oh my god, like I'm so, this is so embarrassing, but Definitely, they're like, jealous. <laughs> yeah, definitely those moments. Um, 
Living the Whistler highlight. Yeah. Right? Just walking through Whistler. I'm famous. Can famous I get an autograph? Just very small, small 100%. circle. Just very niche, it. niche world. No one's asked for your autograph, um, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I did. I, I get noticed here and there, but oh, that's about it. Yeah, are you important? Quinn's mom. Sorry, that's about it. what's that? I said no. Well, because that's where I was going to go. People with only it. know me as Quinn's mom. Well, it's written on garbage cans, <laughs> on walls, at bus stops. Uh, you Have know, you heard of this? Quinn's mom. No. Quinn's mom is hot. We're gonna start a. We're gonna start a new like hashtag. Quinn's mom is hot because like really? seriously, it is tagged everywhere, and I don't know how Over much. Really? Evelyn, quite honestly, we've we've been trying now for months to figure out how much Evelyn is paying per uh, kid to, to write this on on bus stops and stuff. I'm I was I actually Ask thought. Him. I actually thought because I see these from the general store to the to the middle school here. I kind of thought she was paying them in Slurpees or something. She's probably got an account at yeah. the thing, and kids are just going down there. You tag something, Quinn's mom's hot, and you know there's a free Slurpee at the Brackenell store. That for is you. So ask Quinn. Funny. You can ask her, Quinn. Like don't ask Quinn. Quinn's Quinn's <laughs> horrified for one. This. For one, she's horrified by it. Hey, you got those jeans too. Yeah, you know that's good. It's better than Quinn's mom is ugly. Yeah, right. Well, she'd be proud. Cause then, like, should be proud. <laughs> as a fourteen, as a fourteen-year-old, I do not know how I would feel if it was like my Tagged. mom's hot. Bus stops everywhere. Everywhere. Oh my Why? gosh! There's like one little boy somewhere that is just yeah. infatuated. 100%. Yeah. Sure. And he's got a lot of sharpies. Oh my <laughs> okay. God. He, he is busy. A, he he does a, not have much else to do. He has a lot of sharpies and spray paint. And he's got 100%. an open bar tab at the Brackenville store. Got, first go slurpees. get slurpees. <laughs> <laughs> this kid's getting screamers now. It's on that's, Quinn's mom. Okay. Hundred yeah. percent. That is so funny. So God, that's like mom goals. When I'm a mom, I want my hashtag mom you know, goals now. Yeah. Is that where we're at? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, Quinn. She was. <laughs> <laughs> it's past your bedtime. Teenagers, but... like I'm done. Okay, I know. can we can we shut this down like, now? I'll go to bed early. Listen, before we shut this down, we kind of had a talk, you know, kind of pre-recording, Michaela, about um, the work that you've done with uh, with Crankworks and Whistler, and we just. I kind of thought that's kind of funny because, you know, we're talking about the ups and downs and everything and you're looking at kind of where I have to go. I was going to say, well, look at where you've been yeah, and how you continually keep reinventing yourself. Thank and you. I think it's almost, I think it almost goes back to that quote. So it, it, like truly, I think that quote speaks volumes to who you are as yeah. a person. Thank you. Thank you. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. No, I got thrown into the Crankworks World Tour. Like, we like you. Do you want to be the next like face of Crankworks? And I was like you do realize I have zero broadcasting training, right? And they're like, no, it's great. It's fine. And then they literally just like handed me a mic like five months later. And we're like, yeah, let's hear it. This is how you use it. Okay. Hold it close and hold it there and don't block the, <laughs> don't, don't block the athlete. Okay, go. And I'm don't just like, oh, yeah. live TV to like 5 million people or I'm sure more. You nailed it like everything else. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so like this, yeah. we're not talking yeah. like a TV. little event. We're talking... Yeah. Yeah. You know, major sponsorship. Red Bull. You know, Red Bull TV live broadcasting. Listen, at the end of the day, we're not sponsored no by these joke. guys. We don't have it's to no plug. Joke. Oh yeah, see, oh you, oh yeah, okay, no, no, no. plug away, shameless plug. No, but yeah, no, that was crazy. I guess they thought I was good at talking. <laughs> they, no, <laughs> they knew. He's like, well, where do I phone these guys up? They're not gonna Can I hang out with you next time? Dude, yeah, they're yeah. not going to hire you. Okay. Um, I'm an amateur. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I think it was like the perfect storm of like me being a racer for so long, being part of Crankworks for so long, creating Furter Girls, doing some media stuff. Um, I was 
managing Pink Bike, which is like a huge, the biggest, I think it's the biggest action sports website in the world. They're in Squamish. So I think Crankworks saw all of that and were like, hey, you want to you want a gig? <laughs> we think you know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And you're not shy. So, yeah, I said yes, and and it was terrifying. I don't think I was that good at it. I think it does take a lot of training and schooling and practice before you can just stand in front of a camera on live TV with millions of people watching um, with your voice reverberating all over the stadium, (laughs) um, screwing you up. Yeah, I was not that good. But um, I had fun and it was a learning process. And honestly, if there's anything I could take away from it is like, if I did that, I can do anything because that was really fucking hard. (laughs) That was scary. That was really scary. I'm like not afraid of cameras and crowds anymore. That's super badass. Like to be able to do that, pull that off. It was was crazy. I now think about it. I'm like, what the hell? What was I doing? What was I thinking? Because what were I've, they I've, I've, thinking? Well, yeah. <laughs> what, what were they thinking? Like, here you go, Michaela. Ha, have at her. Get it. Zero it training. Go Zero training. Yeah. I'm just like shaking. I, I'm like you. Like I, I always said, and I and I think I, so. I've ran for council twice here locally. Uh, and here we go. Did he? Uh, it, 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 did you not get it was in? Good. It was no. I'm, Shocker. I'm no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> single votes. I still have my single vote. Hey, oh I'm wow. Honest. I'm honest. Wow. I still have my vote uh, fryer. Um, listen, you, you should. You should pay someone slurpees. No. So what? What I always said was I could stand in front of a room and talk to people with a microphone. Like I, I right. could stand there all day long. You have but a great radio stare, voice. But to stare into the oh, black, don't tell him ab- that. like to stare into the black <laughs> abyss of a camera and try and record something even if it's not something that you even needed to to rehearse you just it's just you doing it mm-hmm. it just feels so I don't I'm know. glad you feel that way because you have a face for radio it's yeah, I know. Yeah. That's, yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah 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 do you notice how I said you have a great voice for radio <laughs> yeah. I didn't say anything about your I, face it's not for the TV. first time I've heard that either <laughs> not the first time I've heard that either no yeah. I'm kidding yeah. but no thank you yeah it, it's hard I recommend training before anyone decides to deep dive into the the live stuff the pre-recorded stuff was like super fun because if you know if you mess up then you can just redo it the live stuff is like it's so off the cuff until you've done it like 40 times yeah and and, you can't get it right yeah that's that's hard there was definitely moments where like I was live and they're like okay interview with Brett Reader like stand by and then I'd like turn around to talk to him and it was actually I think it was Nikolai Rogakin and someone I think it was Brett Reader maybe and I turn around and I'm supposed to do a double interview with them and they both just walk away. And then I'm live and I'm like, eh, eh, like just staring into this camera, like as the athletes are walking away from me and I'm trying to like desperately grab at one of them. And like, it was just like this. Oh, it was you just so singing. That was horrible. It was horrible. There was there was definitely moments Improv. like that where I was just like, uh, back to you. <laughs> and that's where I sent it back to you guys in the studio. I was like, oh, oh. Oh, and I was like grabbing at one of them and then they just kept walking and I was like, oh, well, I guess they're just too excited to talk. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. In my head, I'm just like, oh my God. As long as you don't swear on the microphone. Oh, not. yeah. Oh, I also did an interview with an athlete and like being an athlete, I know what mindset you're in when you cross the finish line, which is like no mindset at all, especially to have a conversation. 
And yeah, I was That's interviewing. That's where they have those rehearsed lines. We gave it 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a team effort. 110%. Everyone out there. It's a, te- like, it's, it's a team effort. You're a mountain biker. You're literally by yourself out there. Uh, the, team, the team had the vehicle running great today. Yeah. yeah. It, it was finely tuned, <laughs> and uh, the brakes were running hot. Everything was just excellent. I thank my coaches. I thank my family. I thank everyone who got yeah. me here. Okay, bye. Yeah, some people are great. You, you definitely learned like who was good at interviews and who was not. And uh, when you knew that you had to talk to someone that was not, you just kind of like took a deep breath and you're like, okay, here we go. We are just... Take this challenge head on. You're grab them by the shoulder and just <laughs> yeah. walk them right through that interview. So I have a quick question for you, though. Okay, so your Furter Girl is the uh, humble parody, which is amazing and so <laughs> so 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 good. The whole time I'm watching it, I was thinking, oh my god, what is Morgan thinking? What is Morgan thinking? Like your dad, oh, because yeah. you look super. There's a couple of scenes where you're like in the leather and oh, yeah. just, like whipping, and then you're like super hot. Well, obviously you're super hot anyway. And I was all I was thinking is because I know As I, burp, I know you're, this I, burp I, brought I you by Backcountry. Like I fucking know your dad really yeah. well, right? So, anyways, all the whole time I'm thinking like, oh my god, what's Morgan thinking? Like, what did your like your parents are obviously super proud of you, yeah. But what did they think of that video? I don't little, know. Like I never, him? like I definitely showed it to him. Yeah. <laughs> My dad's pretty like, like with me at least, he's pretty, he would Dead probably, man. he probably would have just been like, well, it's nice. Oh, it's it's okay. Yeah. yeah. And like, that was kind of it. Like, I don't remember, like my dad's definitely not the type to be like, I mean, if anything, my mom would be like, oh, my God, I can't believe yeah. you wore that. What are you doing? <laughs> yes. Which I think she actually did say. <laughs> um, but I think my dad was probably just processing yeah. internally. Maybe one single tear. Well, your dad's my so baby girl. funny, though. That's, he's so funny. Like, he, well, he would razz me all the time. He'd give me shit all the time. Like, kind of like how you razz me, but like on a more of a, you know, like, <laughs> he's just funnier than you kind of thing. Brian. Yeah, like he's super Brian. He calls me Brian. He's losing it. <laughs> Brian was his like co- his like worker, <laughs> who got really drunk and stripped here. down naked <laughs> and ran around Savory Island and passed out somewhere. See? That's Brian. You know why? Should I start calling you Brian? Brian's Brian's mom is hot. Mom is hot. <laughs> Brian's right? mom is hot. But you got to check out the video. Yeah, I, video? I, I, quite honestly, I think your parodies are absolutely spot on. Yeah, they're so on. funny. You. Yeah, you're so good at yeah. what you do. Like, you've got a huge like social to do media more. following. And you're, Pump and like, tires one with the guys there. They're coming down. Like, yeah, yeah, it was good. It was super fun. It was super fun to make. And, like, those guys were super talented filmers and producers. And we did one more music video, or I did one more v- music video with them called Wismas. And that was really cool, too. And I just really would love to do more music videos. I am obsessed with music videos. Well, you should do it. Like, is that what's <laughs> next for Michaela Gatto? Or? I don't know what's next, to be honest. Just really trying to live in the moment. Yeah. Um, just be happy with the moment. Be <laughs> absolutely happy with where you are right, right now. Right now. What's funny, because yeah. that's where I was going to lead you to. Like, literally, the world is your oyster. Totally. What yeah. is next? Like, truthfully, honestly, seriously, yeah. shameless pug, all in, whatever you want. What is next for Michaela Gatto? I mean, I think my focus for next year is I'm definitely trying to integrate more of my artwork into things, maybe do some design stuff. I've been trying to develop my own lifestyle brand, clothing brand. Yeah, as far as the mountain biking goes, just really 
I would like to produce more stories connecting with other people that interest me, artists and creators that are, you know, maybe not even necessarily mountain bikers, but that have an interesting story, kind of like what you guys are doing, except not in a podcast. <laughs> so I don't think I could, I don't think I could uh, sail that ship. But a lot of the uh, rooftop tent overlanding vibes connecting with communities and, uh, doing some art and making some clothes, hopefully. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, the empowering of girls and our yeah. future generation. And I, I'm a strong, I, independent I'm lady. I'm strong, independent ladies. <laughs> I, I, I think it's, I think it's awesome. Yeah. I think it's awesome you what better. you're doing. I'm just yeah. better. <laughs> She's going to get beat you. up. No, man. No, you're yeah. good. You're no, good. Okay, as long good. as you're yeah. no, singing I, that I, song. I got... <laughs> I got a little girl who's, uh, you know, full of fire and vinegar, and, I was and, piss and um, vinegar. <laughs> she's she's everything all between. I tell you, and and Turn like her I said, I like I like personally to have role models out there for for our ladies, for our girls, such as yourself. On the flip side, Thank to some you. of the ones you see in mainstream media, but really, that's what it comes down to. So it's, cool. keep doing what Thank you do. You. It look it, it looks good. It's it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's a lot get, of fun. I, I do laugh at it quite a bit too, as well. So yeah, honestly, it's pretty crazy. Like now that women are actually starting to realize their power, shit, shit's getting pretty awesome. Yeah, listen up, Quinn. <laughs> it's Take pretty. Notes. It's pretty cool. It's oh, pretty just, cool. No, it's and it's it's elevating it's elevating everybody, men and women. Like yeah. no hate against men at all. Like a little bit. Also, also like just in the bit. future, like <laughs> this is another. We need to wrap up, but <laughs> but I was just gonna say, like in the future, it's like what even is gender and all of those stereotypes and all those roles. That's a totally different conversation. But I'm also very passionate about, and it's like if everyone can just work alongside each other, we're gonna raise the bar so much higher than if it was just left to the dinguses. Be, be kind. Rewind. Just be kind. Be kind and rewind. Just be kind. So, be kind and salty. You do you. I'll do me. Everybody be kind. It'll be a hell of a lot better world. That's Keep awesome. It up. Thank you so much. Yeah, and thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for this coming. This has on been really fun. Know. Also, I'd just like to comment that your phone has been plugged in the entire time, but it's not actually plugged. No, it's just, oh my well, god! Was, no, he's not the bright. He's not the sharp. It's a tail. Yeah. He's just. He's not the smart. Yeah, it's cute. No, it's okay. The program is rated TV MA NSFW OMFG GAF TTV BYGAS. It is unsafe for epileptics. It kills lab rats. And oh my God, this shit is going to give you nightmares. For real.